When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Cousins, first and 10 from his own 36-yard line. Back to pass, green left to Dalvin. Turns it up outside the numbers for the 40. Gets to the 50. He and is loose! Dalvin, 20 to the left. 15, 10, 5, A fake it to Mixon. Oh, baby. Caught. Wilcox to the five, to the goal line. In his hometown, Mitchell (laughs) Wilcox scores a touchdown. And the Bengals put it away with 2.21 to go. Mahomes hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left. 25-20, downfield block. 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City. Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon to win the game at overtime on a 26-yard run. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year. Three seconds to go. It's a handoff. Stevenson up the middle. Breaks one tackle at the 50 to the 45-40. Stiff Army's free at the 35. Drops it behind him to Jacoby Myers who circles and laterals it. And it's intercepted by the Raiders. Going the down the sideline at the 20-yard line to the 10-yard line. Touchdown, Vegas. What a wild finish. That may be the wildest ending I have seen in a long time. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, on remote this week in St. Louis, but DB, it's still good to be here. And, you know, I have to say it because I say it every morning to my guy in Omaha. What's up, DB? <laughs> What's up, Drew Down? How's, how is home, man? Home, is home good? You know what? It's just as cold as it's up in Omaha. I'll tell you that much. Wowzer. Well, yeah, and it's only going to get worse, allegedly. I, You know, we have a tendency to freak out here over forecasts, but this one actually may be coming on Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday in St. Louis, it's supposed to be like three to five inches of snow, and St. Louis is prone for ice. I know I've been up in Omaha for about a year, but how much ice actually hits the streets of Omaha? A lot to little? Uh, It's not – it's not usually terrible. Usually we get more of a problem with packed snow than we do, like, ice. But ice scares me because that isn't about driving ability. That is, like, risk-reward. Hey, you know who's ice-cold, DB? Who has ice in his veins? That's Kirk Cousins on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. How about – so, and in a, and in a crazy NFL weekend – college basketball you you can get at us at 888-638-4876 it'll be a fantastic show with you on coffee and cream but how about how just the media just went all in on the Colts meltdown like 
They spared Jeff Saturday no love and just hammering that debacle. Yeah, you know, it was insane. I'm, I I was watching the game, and then I went to church, okay? Yeah. And leave it to me to leave a football game early to go to church. And then I was, you know, before church, pulling up on my phone. I had I had my Spectrum app open, and I had it off to my left side, and I was trying to hide it from my grandma at the same time because, you know, no phones in church. But uh, I just kept seeing touchdown after touchdown yeah, after that's, touchdown. That's, that's cute, Drew Down. That is, <laughs> I remember those days as a young child. What, going to church? Just not wanting to disappoint the fam as you're sitting in oh, the pews. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't rattle that candy wrapper. Be well, quiet. yeah, and I'm sitting next to my niece who's eating Cheez-Its the whole time, and I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hungry. Yeah. I So a couple of nevers, obviously, right? Have Never saw what Minnesota did, did to the Colts. And I've never seen what happened in the New England Patriots-Raiders game. So watching football literally for 44 years, since I was about four years old and knew what I was, knew that I liked the sport, I've never seen either of those things. How about that? How sick to your stomach. And you had no rooting interest in the Patriots-Raiders game, but how sick to your stomach did you get from a coach's perspective? Yeah, that was... Seeing Jacoby uh, Myers lateral that ball. I was... I I think I was angry. I was like, what are you doing? Right, because, I don't know, sports are hard enough to win. It's just when you do those mind-numbing things, oh, boy, that one is going to leave a mark Hopefully, I mean, that AFC, is that's a crowded picture. Uh, you can't afford to be letting that one get away. Oh, especially when, like you just said, you come from the Patriots' point of view, and they're in the playoff race. Yeah. They had, like, the seven seed locked up going into this week, and all of a sudden, instead of going to overtime, you're trying to be a hero when the game's tied. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Yeah, you, you weren't – there was zero time on the clock. You're not getting into – you're not going to be able to attempt a field goal. The risk was way greater than – Jacoby Myers reminded me of J.R. Smith taking the ball out to half court when the game's tied after a free throw yeah. and everybody on the sidelines, LeBron, throwing his hands up. How about if you're Miami and the Chargers, you're like, whoo, thank you. Appreciate that one. <laughs> Patriots. That's your team. Yeah, because now the Patriots are on the outside looking in. Unbelievable. You Un- know, you top top seven seeds as it stands right now. Well, the you know, obviously a couple of weeks to play though, Drew Down. You got Buffalo, the Chiefs, Bengals, Tennessee somehow, uh, Baltimore, Los Angeles, and Miami. I mean, hey, don't sleep on the Jags. Oh well, and if you're Dallas, maybe. they've been sleeping since two weeks ago before the texans game yeah they better get it going defensively they're a little too high risk high reward when they're not turning you over they're getting a little leaky in the run game too i'll tell you what they gotta figure that out tell you what michael parsons coming out and saying jalen hurts shouldn't be the mvp and and it uh should be a defensive player potentially i don't know over the last two weeks if i'd uh, reward a member of the dallas defense yeah the the, the, the football is a funny way, man. When you, you respect the game and at some point will respect you back, you don't. And uh, it comes back to tap on your shoulder. Right that, on hey, your shoulder. That AFC is pretty uh, pretty crowded. And two of the teams that uh, you thought would be in the crowd aren't even in it. 
you know, from the AFC West. Yeah. Denver. And the Raiders? I didn't think the Raiders were going to be in it. Well, everybody thought that that was a crowded. Uh, yeah, yeah. At the and beginning of the year. It has separated itself from having have-nots. How'd you like to be Kansas City? I still think, uh, call me crazy, I, I don't know. I, I'd listen to discussions. I still think that's the best team in the AFC. I know yesterday wasn't pretty. Um, I actually sometimes think they get bored because they've won so much. They have a hard time uh, embracing the regular season with full focus. But I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to play them. Anytime you got Mahomes, uh, I'm probably taking those guys. Hey, seven straight division titles for the Chiefs. Oh, so Yonner. Uh, they're feeling pretty pretty okay right now. How do, how would you slate the how would you slate the NFC? Because for all the prowess and people talk about how good the AFC is, there's similar records going on in, in the NFC. I just don't think people believe in the Vikings as the team with the second best record. And the NFC like they do the team with the second best record and the AFC in terms of garnering respect like either Buffalo or Kansas City, right? Because you think Buffalo and Kansas City aren't as good as Philadelphia and Minnesota if you're taking those top two teams. I will be the first person to raise my hand, DB, and proclaim to the television on Saturday that the Vikings are the most overrated team in the NFC. I just don't understand how they have all those wins, right? And I get strength to schedule, but it's still the NFL. They beat the Dolphins this year. Oh, yeah. They... uh, they beat the Packers. I mean, that the Packers haven't been who we thought they were going to be. But, I mean, uh, you know, they have some decent wins. They yeah. beat the Bills. So, you know, the Lions before it was very difficult to do. They beat the surging Saints before they started to surge. I mean, they beat the Patriots. I mean, they've got – you know, they got hammered by the Eagles, which I think is is going to be glaring. And you and, did, the and, and you did lose one to the Lions, and you got – smoked by Dallas on a big stage. So that one may leave a mark. Yeah, you know, I just don't know how I feel about Minnesota. I don't see them making a deep playoff run with how many problems arise defensively. It just depends on how the the what blazer suit coat Kirk Cousins is going to wear. I mean, if he's like styling and profiling, man, advantage Vikings, if – you know, if he's asking me how I like that, I, I don't know. I may take the other team. Hey, speaking of you like that, he was the last quarterback to come back from a 24-point-plus deficit, and that was back in 2015 when he screamed, you like that. Yeah, Captain, he's officially captain comeback. We don't think he's very clutch, and he's the butt of a lot of jokes, but, man, he sure does win a lot of regular season games. That's a great way to describe him. He is the butt of a lot of jokes. He is. It's like everybody's got cousins jokes, you know? And I don't mean family. I mean like Kirk. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going. It's, and he just, he just keeps winning. You know, Sunday was a jam-packed day of sports, too. And fortunately for the sports fan, you could wake up at 8.30 in the morning catch the pregame for the World Cup, and watch probably one of the best matches I can remember. Unbelievable. I, I mean, I, I was – I couldn't look away. I, I couldn't believe how open and free-flowing the game actually was in the second half just with so much high-end talent. Because right? sometimes it kind of can, can disappoint and, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be, but on that stage – with the caliber of players that were playing well, 
Some guys were sick, battling in the lineup. I don't know, man. Like, I, I couldn't. I couldn't look away. I know Cal Cowboys and Jacksonville fans were getting a little nervous, even though they knew that window was locked in. Listen, it's the NFL, and they're not budging. But it got a little dicey before they flipped the old proverbial switch to go on over to Fox because of their quote-unquote NFL obligations. Wasn't that, that, that match was something else. It was amazing. I mean, you, you watched Argentina go up 2-0 and think at halftime, Messi's got this. Yeah. No, the story's written. Messi in his last World Cup, he's finally going to attain that feat. He will go down in history as the best player to ever play the game. And then Mbappe had something to say about that in the second. And you're watching the second half develop, and you look at the way Argentina was playing, and they looked gassed. Mm -hmm. They got there behind whooped from about the 70th minute mark all the way up until the end of extra time, which extra time is another thing we should talk about because eight <laughs> minutes of extra time is, is ridiculous. I don't, I don't care if, if people are taking dives and penalties are called and yellow cards are given. How do you get to eight minutes? We're playing like another half. The fitness it has to be unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing that I was marveling at the most yesterday was just how fit some of these guys are. I mean, you're like in the 114th minute, and, and Mbappe, he's going, he's going 1v1, actually 1v3, mm -hmm. uh, for a good 14, 15 seconds. Doesn't seem like a long time unless you're trying to possess the ball at that stage in the match. I was just like, these guys are unbelievable with these bursts of energy and these long runs they take. And it was just... It was almost like the equivalent to fast breaks trying to convert like, you know, 3v3s and, 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 and 2v2s. And it's just like some fantastic saves. I almost got the kick save in a beauty. Uh, <laughs> that, I mean, it was, it, that was the real deal, man. I, I'm, I'm not going to kid you. And I actually, you know, I've told you this before. I actually think it's a lot physically tougher sport to play than, than I People think get the casual fan for. or the lay fan gives it credit for. It's, it's a tough sport to play. It is. I mean, I played soccer my whole life and, um, you know, believe it or not, you, you play soccer and uh, you try to avoid concussions by playing that sport opposed to, say, playing the other fall sport. And, at least and, in it's, Louis. and uh, it's got a very, very high rate. Right. I, I would venture to say I had just as many concussions yeah. as I probably would have had. Oh, yeah. Playing football. Statistics will statistics will validate you. But uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the conditioning that goes into running for 120 minutes, and I know at, at various points you're walking, you're filling a hole, the ball's on, you know, the defensive half, and, you know, as a striker, you kind of conserve your energy for when that ball uh, heads the other direction. But for the most part, you have to be so mentally tough to not have any opportunity to go off the field, get a swig of water, and then come back on and do the exact same thing. Yeah, it's like run it back, run it back. And listen, I, I guess the stoppage time you can catch these long, not long breaks, but you can catch these breaks because there are these bursts and then you jog and then there are these bursts and then some guys walk. But still, I mean, you're talking about 120 minutes. Uh, it's – Oh, those guys got to get in about five, six miles, don't they? I should probably Google. I guarantee you I can figure that out. You probably could, yeah. It, the internet has every answer. Remember, if you don't know it, 
Google. Google. It. Google it. GIB, right? Hey, speaking of somebody that has a boatload of endurance, somebody that probably, you know, gets his 10,000 steps in times 50 a day. Uh, what about Matt Rule? In, in the weekend that he had on the recruiting trail. Hey, it actually is seven miles. Is it really? Ooh, that is unbelievable. It says on seven. average on average soccer players run seven miles per game with a high. And that's ninety miles. minutes. This can be so, as low as two for a goalkeeper. This is a combination of short sprints and long distances. Wow, good on you, D B. I mean it's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, I'll get I'll give you a nice hand all the way from St. Louis. Maybe you can hear the claps. I can, here. I can. It's nice and subtle. Yeah, it just uh it's unbelievable. He got it started off with uh, one of our guests who we'll talk to at, at, at 740 with Tristan Alvano. Then he stacks it with Jalen Lloyd in one of the more unbelievable recruiting stories. We'll try to grab him this week. He is finishing up uh, some school stuff to make sure that he's off and, and ready to go um, this morning. And then the weekend happened. With with OVs and crazy rumors and stories, who's helping recruit who and who's decommitting that's back in the fold. Like, it was actually – there was a ton of buzz. And all of the while, you know that you got to negotiate or at least navigate your feelings. You're going to win some and you're going to lose some with the coaching transition, right, for having to replace guys like Trey Palmer and who was, may have been leaving anyway. Well, I, I don't know well, – We'll get his sit down later. Yeah, Ernest Hausman, some guys like that, you know, to get a guy like Jeff Sims and and to be able to recruit the way that that they've recruited over this weekend. It was a lot of emotions, and it's like I told a couple of guys two weeks ago um, with Coach Rule. Right after the presser, the question was asked to me at a speaking event I was doing, and I didn't, and I. I promise you I had no idea that he was going to decommit this early, but they asked me, does that put Dylan Rayola back in play? And I said, absolutely. And so it's like I, I just – it's – if you can win the offseason, which people debate that all the time, you can garner some momentum. And right now they're garnering a little momentum. Now we'll see what happens in the next couple, two or three days. You still need some O-line, D-line guys and, and that's got to shake out but if you're talking momentum they've got it well dylan rayola just to hit on him for a few seconds here number one pass pocket passing quarterback uh number one recruit uh, I, I guess prospect in the 2024 class but does that fit the matt rule mold i know he is a desirable quarterback but remember, he's got to fit in an offense. We talked about it last week. When you get a quarterback, whether he's the best quarterback in the league or somebody that's middle of the pack, you have to pair him with your offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure the relationship's there. You also have to make sure that his game corresponds with the rest of the players on the football field. And, you know, as, as I sat back and thought about it last night, yes, they could make it work 100%. I mean, it, when you have an O-line coach that's your uncle and, you know, you can develop. He had 11 rushing touchdowns, I think, this year, but he's not a dual-threat quarterback like we saw in Jeff Sims when they, attract, or when they attacked him in the portal. I just don't know if Dylan Rayola's an actual fit for the Matt Rule attack. Yeah, it's, it's a little early, but I will tell you this. I think if you have a, if you have a good enough talent, 
they'll figure it out. 100%. Right? Because you're, you'll still only be a, a little less than a year into the process. And you know what? With Sims, and we'll see what happens with Casey and, uh, you know, Bruce Hornsby in the range may be in the hunt as well with another quarterback. I don't know about Hornsby yet. But you you have kind of built yourself a little buffer in terms of years apart for the quarterback position where if if Dylan Rayola is a target, he doesn't have to play right away with what Sims is doing. The differences are night and day when it comes to this coaching staff versus the last. I mean, they know their identity. They know what they're trying to build. And they're not afraid to go against the grain. Yeah. Uh, you, you, as, you, as you can see, they couldn't care less what we think, right? No. Stars, no stars. I mean, we talked, we kind of teased it uh, before the weekend where we felt like, and they got Collier Jr., we felt like they had a good in with the guys coming from Florida. We had a couple callers that had said, hey, listen, he's gay. You know, this is right where, who Coach Rule is. This is what they want to do. I'm expecting big things. And we just have to step back for a second and wait till the dust settles because early on, I just don't think we can keep up with the actual style and how good they are or aren't. It's going to take some time to figure out how everybody fits because it's happened with such a flurry. DB. Can you imagine having a multi-sport athlete, a multi-sport athlete with mm. tremendous speed mm. in state and just giving him the cold shoulder? Uh, no. I mean, can you imagine that? Like, what was, what was the thought process there? <laughs> I, I, I can't grasp it. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, people build their teams. Coaches build their teams however they like. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be overly critical, but in cases like this, of a product that comes from your backyard, you don't even entertain the idea? Wow. Not once? Well, you can Thank also- goodness for the savior of Matt Rule. And you, you, so, you, so you get a guy, and I listen, and you know, with guys like Lloyd and Nagoi, who finishes official you could get him to flip from Iowa State you could see that they're going at multi multi-sport multi-faceted guys just athleticism I think what they've been able to do in such a short time has a ton to do with they know what the end game is supposed to look like they're using like real comps do you know what I mean it's not like and I know this just when, you know, those guys talking to Lloyd, when they're selling a vision of what they want him to be, there are real comps where Jalen can look at and say, oh, okay, I could be like that. Similar body type, similar times. Benny Nagoi, they can get him to de- to decommit. Part of the reason he's in, in the hunt is because they give him a good idea of what they want him to look like. Like, they just know – because they've done this together, what the what the finished product is supposed to look like, and it makes it an easier sell. I can tell you that I think the picture looks better than it really does if I'm the one that knows what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> no, Andrew, you say, oh, the, see, it's, the corner is supposed to a little different edge there. It's like it's supposed – you're like, oh, okay, I can see that. Right? Like that's basically what they're doing. Hey, I forgot to release our poll question today, so I'll make sure to do that 
after our break. But say the Jays find their stride again when Kalkbrenner comes back, would he be considered the most irreplaceable player in college basketball? Oh, a, a Rihanna Paul question. Irreplaceable. That's, that's it. No doubt fills so many holes for Creighton. Not the most, but top 10 for sure are too many other choices. That's what I am focusing on at the back end of the show. But coming up next, we will continue to talk about Nebraska recruiting. There's so much to get to, and we barely touched on it. So we'll do more of that next here on Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio.